still here. They're after us. They know we're still in here. They're after the place. They don't know why. They just remember. Remember that they want to be in here. What the hell are they? They're us, that's all. There's no more room in hell. What? Something my granddaddy used to tell us. You know Makumbo? Voodoo. Granddad was a priest in Trinidad. He used to tell us, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. everybody welcome to episode 337 of the iron jacob do america podcast i am your host in the place to be mr jacob p and sitting right across from me is the brown recluse mr artro art say hello to the millions and millions what the fuck is up guys go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory check out the hibiscus tea the cacao butter the nitro cold brew the sweatpants use promo code america check out your c15 percent off tell martin jacob sent you Take a picture of yourself wearing the sweatpants, drinking the hibiscus tea, drinking the nitro cold brew. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus currently holds a record for 37. What was that? Oh, I was just mixing some cacao butter. Oh, in. cacao butter in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the hibiscus tea on a, on a hot summer day. That shit, nice and cold, tastes delicious. Um, like I said, tell them our Jacob said you take a picture of drinking that shit. Tag yourself on Facebook, being all extra and shit, and use promo <laughs> care America at checkout to receive fifteen percent off. And speaking of sponsors, guys, I need everyone to head on over to SuperApparel.com, where the great and powerful Nicole Smith has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So check out everything that she has designed with her own two lovely blood diamond digging hands. Uh, but before you hit checkout, guys, I need everyone to enter promo code Art and Jacob. And Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But Art, we are not here to talk about how Jesus has destroyed his kidneys with caveman coffee or how <laughs> Nicole Smith-Bosch has destroyed her lovely hands digging for blood diamonds and designing things for our own consumption. Yeah. Well, shout out to uh, to Nicole Smith-Bosch and the... Bah. 
whatever. <laughs> Nicole Smith. Bosch. Nicole Smith Bosch. Oh, like Chris Bosch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, shout out to her and the entire country of South Africa for winning like the rugby world something or other. Okay. We're in America. We don't have that sport, right? Just want to say like. You we know, actually do. We like, do, but it's like if you have to. You like a tier ranking? It'd be like right behind like bat, badminton and shit like that, like shuttlecock. Yeah, like we're you know it's like what's that shovelboard? Like it's right it's right behind uh, you know bowling, golfing, shovelboard, rugby. It's like <laughs> way down there. I'm not saying that competitive it, checkers, dude. Are you telling me if we didn't get those kids at like the 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 inner city and we taught them rugby, we wouldn't be number one in the world? We'd be number one in the world. So Probably. enjoy it well, last Nicole. But America's coming for that shit. East Bakersfield is coming for you. We're teaching brother. all these like Mexican kids in the ghetto. We're gonna show them how to like do this shit. <laughs> we're gonna be there. All, all the general education kids we we're talking about during the Patreon, they're gonna get really good at rugby and beat the shit out of South well, Africa. You just gotta tell them there, there is no chance for you in the NFL. You're never gonna make it. It's not no. gonna happen. Hey, Seuss, you're but, you're five for five. It ain't gonna get better. <laughs> but rugby is not a crowded market. You there could you go. Get in there. You're gonna get your ass kicked though. Did we just become yeah. fucking rugby recruiters yeah. right now? Yeah, dude, like, you're, you're five foot five and built like a bowling ball. You're not gonna dunk on nobody. But rugby, <laughs> you might you might got something here we got, got going. A nice low center of gravity. I think yeah. you can get in there and get that ball. Just tuck that weird looking <laughs> ball under that man boob right there and just keep on trucking. Just boy. fucking go, go, go. <laughs> we got South Africa next on the schedule. <laughs> you guys might have heard a, a third voice here today, ladies and gentlemen. Making his, you said last time it was your fifth appearance, but what, I believe, I? but I believe it's six. Oh, oh really? Shit. Yeah. So this might beast. be your seven. Lucky number seven. Oh wow. Yeah. He's pretty much a third member of this podcast. Let's this do point. it. Yeah. So a, a regular returning guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like the Keenan Thompson of the Orange Jacob Do America podcast. You're like the uh, Brendan Schaub of the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Doesn't he have a bunch of returning guests all the time? I don't really listen to Joe. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm the Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. That, yeah. that, that's, Let's be nice, okay? He's, that's, there he's you go. one of our favorite people. Yeah, but that, that, that'd be a good, uh, that's a good title. Yeah. yeah, so returning guest, the Neil deGrasse Tyson of this podcast, seven times, I believe, on this podcast, family friend, Mr. Vincent Cruz. Vincent, say hello to the millions. <gasps> oh, what the fuck is up? What's up, guys? What do you guys want to talk about today? Uh, we're talking about zombies today. Mm, this is a topic that you brought to our attention, right? Yes, I'm. A, I'm quite a fan of the uh, the zombie genre, and um, you you know how much I, I like voodoo, and there's yes. there's some deep origins uh, with the Haitian voodoo here. So of course, you know, I got I got to touch on that. Nice, 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 nice. We kind of hinted on this before we started talking about the the episode, but do you guys have a favorite zombie movie? Yeah, Jacob, so. you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll just say the one that I said when you, you since said, you blew your load. Yeah, since that <laughs> blew, pre came all over the place, uh, I'd have to definitely say that my favorite zombie movie is 2004's uh, Dawn of the Dead. Um, I know there's the 70s version that a lot of people like as well, but I just there's something about the the 2004 version, like even the whole end credit scene where like it's that Richard oh, Cheese that is, the island, yeah, like the. Um, oh, the down opening, for the, the opening with the Johnny Cash. Is, oh yeah, is fucking awesome. Yeah, that, 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 that hooked me. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just everything about it—the music, the the cast, like just everything's just perfect. It's awesome. It's got the dad from Modern Family. Exactly. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> What's his Bill, name? Yeah. Bill Dunphy. 
Um, what's his name directed that? Um, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Before he like did anything big, that was like his first like mm-hmm. claim to fame movie. And it's like who's this Zack Snyder guy? Mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty pretty good movie to kick off your career. Like big movie to kick off your career. Yeah. But you, Vincent. Uh, I'm a big fan, and this might be a little controversial because I don't know if these technically count as zombies, but I still consider it in the the same sort of uh, vein. Here is um, 28 Days Later. That's oh, a really no, good movie. You know what? That's a fantastic movie. But but like they're not technically zombies because they're not like living dead. But it's like yeah, but it's, they, they're kind of mindless horde. Like I, I feel like it, it that zombie fiction I, to me. I'll I, throw it in the genre. I always think that if there was a like zombie outbreak, that's probably the most realistic like way that it would happen is a 28 days later scenario just saying it's one of one of my favorites as well well i I think just the my my kind of problem is just how fast people turn to zombies and i think that any disease that's going to spread i think needs uh to have that kind of slower incubation time so that way Mm. you feel fine you get on a plane you leave south africa and now you're in you know (laughs) bakersfield now you're in bakersfield and then you start being symptomatic that's like when covid spread it was like that yeah yeah i don't got no covid and that's like a week later i got the the sniffles (laughs) i can't taste anything i I, I need some chicken soup (laughs) um you know what you guys both pick really amazing movies and just so i don't pick the same movies because those are clearly awesome movies uh i'm gonna say the original dawn of the dead that black and white dawn of the dead mm. the george a romero dawn yeah. of the dead i really like that the one night of the living dead night of the living dead sorry yeah, yeah. night of the living dead sorry night of the living dead uh the black and white one uh just because it's it's a classic and like it still kind of gets me that it's black and white and it's like really really cool really like stylized like I Horror thought movie. about that too. Yeah, that, that was just made on like a shoestring budget. Those guys back yeah, in the sixties. Yeah. It was just like student film kind of. Last week we touched on the Patreon about like there's horror movies like you have to sit there and watch and like pay attention to. You can't sit around with my my girlfriend's family who talk to fucking movies all the time. Oh, that guy. Yeah, like there's <laughs> movies like that, and there's movies you just put on in the background like Saw, where it's just yeah. like you you you, just, you could talk through this. This this fine. That Night of the Living Dead is like both of that. Like you can put it on in the background because it's visually appealing, and then also too, if you sit there and watch it, like there's some deep shit, like social commentary going on. Yeah, it's like the first time, uh, the like the first lead ever being black mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I always before I, we even started watching that movie, or like my girlfriend never saw that movie. There's like that line where the guy's like, "We're gonna get you, Barbara." Like I would always tell that to my girlfriend. She's like, "I have no idea what you're fucking referencing," <laughs> but. I uh, love that movie. It's not as good as your guys' because I think those those are like two of like the most badass like zombie movies. But that is kind of like the mm-hmm. pre, you know pre pre mega zombie movies or whatever. Very, uh, but that's the one that changed the whole genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think uh, you know we, let's let's hop in the motherfucking DeLorean and go back in time. Nice, <laughs> man. Yeah, we're just gonna take it. Here. Let's do it. <laughs> Because we're if we're gonna talk about zombies, you gotta go back to like the original zombie movie, White Zombie. Yes. Oh yeah. With Bella oh, Lugosi. Yeah. yeah. Um oh, I, I thought you meant like like more human than a human with no, Rob no. Zombie. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about music that's based on zombie stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Living Dead Girl, how you guys feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was the nineteen twenties white zombie with Bella Lugosi. Mm-hmm. Um and this would be... Uh, 1932? 1932, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these these are Haitian zombies, and a lot different from, uh, you know, zombies as we know them as being just like the bodies of the recently deceased coming back. It's like they, these were magic zombies. Mm-hmm. 
And this is, uh, I didn't write down the name of the guy, the sorcerer who was, uh, who was zombifying people. Well, we just call oh. him the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the that Grand was... Dragon. <laughs> but um, with Haitian zombies, that whole lore, uh, and where you know the term zombie, you know, comes from, because there's uh-huh. a lot of there's a lot of living dead lore, mm-hmm. you know, from from times before this. But you know, we're talking about like uh, like 1690s Haitian. Uh, Lore, because this was when uh, they were still under control of the French. Correct. Uh, they were a French territory, the colony of uh, Saint Domingue, and they were uh, big in sugar and coffee, supplying like forty percent of like Europe sugar, sixty percent of their coffee. So this is this is a big cash cow and I, it, colony. It was, it was something ridiculous too, where they said, like you said, like they had forty percent of the share of like coffee. And sugar for the entirety of Europe, but it shot up uh, France France's economy from being like fifth to like number one, like competing with like England's and whatnot too. So, like you said, yeah, it was a big market. And oh yeah, by the way, how are they doing? Yeah, not only did they colonize, you know, Saint Domingue is that what it was called yeah. before it was Haiti, uh, but they were also big participants in the West African slave trade as yes. well. So a lot of this was coming off of free slave labor as well. So they were stealing individual humans from Western Africa and enslaving them to Bring make them to these. work in the sugarcane fields. Correct. And so one of the things that, uh, you know, one of the big fears of uh, the slave population was, um, like, you, you, it's hard life. You're going to be worked till till you die. Correct. And, and like, mm-hmm. you know, your, your average lifespan was like 13 years old. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I mean, some might live longer than that, but some might die younger than that. We're going to average about 13 years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the big fears was just that, like, you're working and you're working and you're working, you're going to die, and then you're going to work even after death. Correct. And that's where the whole idea of the zombie comes in. Uh, it's got a lot of different... Um, People debating, you know, the origin of the word zombie. Some people say it's from Congo. Um, Haitian uh, French, Haitian Creole, um, you know, where you get, like, different pronunciations. Like zumbi, you said. Zumbi. zumbi yeah, zumbi, zumbi. Zombi. Zombi. Like, all these different, you know, pronunciations. And it has, like, different, you know, meanings. Uh, zombi. Uh, meaning God, Nzumbi, meaning fetish. Uh, there's even uh, a Vumbi, which means ghost or body or a corpse without a soul. And um, it's important to note, like you mentioned, like there was this big fear of, you know, yeah, you're going to work your whole life, you know, uh, as a slave, and, and your only escape is death. Now, you can work yourself to death or you can take your own life, which, you know, you know, quote Killmonger from Black Panther, you know, I, I'd rather, you know, die like my ancestors who threw themselves off the boat instead of becoming slaves. The way that, you know, a lot of slave um, drivers who were also uh, participants, you know, in, you know, voodoo, voodoo priests and whatnot, who were other Africans, think of uh, Stephen from (laughs) Django or whatever, right? Um, Also from Stephen, even Stephen. There you go. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, they were also, you know, voodoo priests or whatever. And to get them from committing suicide, they would say that, hey, if you commit suicide, you'll be a slave 
in the afterlife or when you're dead as well, as your corpse will yeah. run the De- earth. Death will not free you. Yeah, yeah. You will still be doing, you will still be making the coffee and the sugar for these white folks. Until your decaying corpse falls apart. <laughs> yeah. That idea that there was a Europe or a part of the world that did not have coffee and sugar before that, mm-hmm. I can only imagine the uh, the hellhole that was <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Europe before coffee and sugar showed up. For real, right? It's like <laughs> drinking oh, this bitter ass tea, fucking uh. tea, and fucking like, and it's like not even good tea. It's like wheat tea, like fucking, Ugh. fucking like we made rock soup. <laughs> <laughs> rock soup's a real thing, by the way. Really? Yeah. Ugh. There's, there's a lot of salt in that rock, man. Oh, my God. Is that why they put it in there? There really is rock soup. That's fucking white people shit. Like, I don't <laughs> understand, like, why that's even a thing. But, <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, so, uh, anyways, um, th- this was all big in, um, during that time frame. And like you said, you were talking about, like, the 1600s, 1700s and whatnot. Um, it wasn't until about, like, the, the U.S. occupation of Haiti Around you know World oh, War Two. I'd, I'd say even before that, if we're going going to go Haiti, we got to talk about how Haiti became a free nation. Oh, there you go. Go the, ahead. The slave revolt because okay. that that plays into the colonizers' fear of the zombie. Okay. Because you know the people were afraid of being you know zombified. Correct. The the colonizers were afraid of being swarmed by a, a mass of people, and that's mm-hmm. their kind of fear of the zombies: is that oh, we're going to get devoured by a bunch of cannibals. Mm-hmm. And there was also that fear too, coming from like the French Revolution. This was a French colony. Yeah, the French Revolution, where you know the peasants pretty much revolted against the government, and you had you know their strength in numbers. You had them like where they were beheading you know people in power and whatnot. So there was already that inherent fear of an uprising of the masses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, I, I don't know uh, at what point, like, it starts becoming more and more, like, Christian-based. Mm. But really when it becomes, like, Christian-based, like, there's more Christian and, like, elements mixed into, like, traditional, like, uh, African beliefs. That's really when it, like, takes on, like, a different, like... Tone. Tone, really, where it's, like... I don't know, more spiritual, I guess. Like, it becomes more of a spiritual element to it. That's, like, really wild shit. Like, I could see how, like, it would scare the shit out of white people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I do think that's why it becomes, like, such a, like, Hollywood monster at, at some point. Because it's stuff that, like, probably was, you know, not, not like, the scariest thing to people that, like, grew up in this type of environment. But, like, the uh, the, the monster element of it, like... You know, once like the Christian element is kicked in there, it's like that's fucking scary, bro. <laughs> I, I think that, about that has more to do with the American occupation, and then the America gets you know familiar with uh, Haitian culture and like, and you got you got to scare the people, all right. Yeah. And so you're you're gonna scare you know Americans back in America. You know, we we got to take over this this Haiti place. It's uh, full full of full full of cannibals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah cannibals but- and magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you go back. You, like I don't you know said, why I was doing my Nixon. <laughs> or, or I am not cannibals. a criminal. I am not a cannibal. <laughs> but before we get hate mail, it's not called rock soup. It's called stone soup, and it's still equally as disgusting. Mm, same oh, shit. Yeah, no. But you got the alliteration yeah. there. Stone yeah, yeah, yeah. soup. Yeah, I had, it, I had it, it rolls off really the tongue quick. a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you you hit the nail on the head though, like with the um, the Haitian uprising and whatnot. Uh, you know, yeah, that scared all the colonial powers. Yeah, they they yeah. definitely want to put a. They definitely want to stamp that shit out. Where like France surrounded the island with you know their warships with their warships and you know we're basically you know embargoing uh, H- Haiti until 
uh, they're repaid for all their their lost property. And mm-hmm. it's like, motherfucker, you mean people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something ridiculous. How about you pay me for me being your property? Yeah. Why don't I get back pay? It, yeah, France, it, it's weird because you think of reparations, right? You think of it in America. Yeah, they sense. demanded reparations. Yeah, France demanded when, when Haiti, you know, had their revolution and whatever and, you know, overthrew like the French powers. Uh, France demanded reparations for their property, which we say like was their human beings that they stole from Africa, and it was something ridiculous, like two hundred and nineteen billion dollars, like in our economy. Yeah, and they demanded that, and they wouldn't recognize them as a free nation until they paid them back. And like you said, they surrounded you know the whole island of Haiti, you know, with warships, and pretty much. I feel even, like they, ju- they just recently like recognized Haiti. Yeah. <laughs> And it was weird because it was like, yeah, they were free. Yeah, they won their revolution, but they were still indentured servants, you know, to their French colonizers. Because yeah, so even were, though you got your freedom, you're not free. You haven't worked off this debt or <laughs> yeah. whatever, right? And that's where you get like that fear of like, oh shit, there's a secret uprising or whatever, right? Because they, I mean, they didn't happily, you know, enter in, you know, to this indentured servitude. And then also too, there's like that backlash too, where you got Steven over here from fucking Django telling me that if I commit suicide, I'm going to become a zombie. Yeah, so you start to get those two tropes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't have anything when you guys looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> just just like you want, might want to throw some flavor in No, here. no, I was, I, was, uh, I was trying to find the story of a, of a guy, it was like the, a recorded story of a of a gentleman who uh, who was kidnapped while living in Haiti and came back to life. And you know, he claims that for a while he was a zombie on a zombie plantation where they were having all these zombies work. But this story takes place in more modern day. Like this mm-hmm. is back in like the nineteen like l- late seventies. Oh wow! And so. Uh, he it was like one of the few recorded stories of a guy and he literally has like nails like um into his skin like he's got like where like the coffin was being put over him because he was pronounced dead at one point and not to spoil the lead but a lot of times you know there were like like that fish poison that would make people's like heart stop for a while and yeah. you can like legally pronounce them dead mm-hmm. or it and slows down so much that you, you it's almost undetectable. Yeah, so like it was if you, if you got your finger on someone's pulse and it's like between those beats like oh yeah that person's dead but mm-hmm. like they got like a minute in between beats. Oh my yeah. god. That's a pretty terrifying thing like that people were experimenting with at the time and like you know he was pronounced dead, he was buried. He says he cl- came back to life and was forced to work at a, at a basically a zombie plantation until he like gained his conscience conscience back and then decided to like run away and everybody was freaked out. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, we buried you. Like, how are you back? But there are real cases of people like experiencing that sort of thing and like being pronounced dead and coming back from de- from even so much so like remember that's, that's like that movie, The Serpent and the Rainbow. You ever see that? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, gonna get referenced right here yeah. in a minute, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, like there, that's a, that was a big thing too. Like back, like in medieval times, remember like they used to have to, um, bury people the bell. with bells. Yeah. 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 Shout out to the nun. <laughs> that, they yeah, show yeah. that. That's where the, the, the phrase like saved by the bell came from. Mm-hmm. Of, like if you like rang the bell, like you came back. But. Yeah. And then even too, like in Eastern Europe too, like that's why you got like that trope about like vampires and stuff. So like, that's why you would see like a lot of people, they might've been, Let's say, like, in a Bury coma or something. stake in their heart. Yeah, because they didn't want them to come back to life, you know. Or, or uh, yeah, it, it's funny. The number of things they put to stop people from coming back from the dead, like putting a uh, 
a sickle blade like over their head so that way if they get up they're gonna you know cut themselves up. Put like a rock in their mouth yeah in case they grew fangs or putting an iron cage over their grave mm-hmm. like people were terrified of the living dead yeah and a lot of that too is just like ignorance <laughs> like the medical procedure yeah, no, of dying. a lot of people were not j- undead they were just they were, they were alive yeah <laughs> <laughs> they were just straight yeah. up alive that too yeah the, the the paranoia that was that was happening around this time period was definitely you know the equivalent of like the Salem witch trial era where it's like people were being accused of of like being witches and all this stuff and like mm-hmm. you know really a lot of it is like cultural misunderstandings and that sort of thing and like you know I, I do think that because like at the time period like and, and both fears came from the same like European Christian thing like being afraid of like all these black people were like fucking like drinking whiskey and like <laughs> talking about they're going to come back from the dead and it created a monster Hollywood monster same thing as like the witch the idea of a witch it's like oh they're talking about fucking reading spells in a book and it created like the Hollywood witch, you know, mm-hmm. like the stereotypical Hollywood. That girl's witch. reading. <laughs> say that girl fucking shaved her legs. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her ankles. I can see her cankles. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's basically the origins of both of them. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Then we, then we get the Hollywood zombie, and the first Hollywood zombies were were more magical zombies. They were not, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily the living dead. It was just somebody in a trance mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. controlled by somebody else. Yeah, a bokar, uh, which in, uh, I guess, voodoo, uh, where it's uh, like a witch or a sorcerer who practiced necromancy uh, to enslave um, a person, whether physically, uh, and that's where you get like the zombie, which is, you know, the zombie. And then you also have uh, an astral zombie, where it's just like you don't control them, but you control their soul. And you can get them to do whatever they, you know, whatever deed you want. And so it's in, in an essence, it's an extension of slavery, right? Like yeah. you have a, you know, like you said, you have a guy working on a zombie <laughs> plantation. Yeah. Uh, they also have astral zombies where it's just like you did spiritual slavery too to get them to do whatever oh, deed shit. you wanted as well. Um, so you have like that, the magical practices or witchcraft to create a zombie. Uh, you also have, um, other uh, means as well as creating zombie where you have carriers, fungi, uh, radiation, you know, as you know. The, um, the fungi thing is a very interesting thing. Is that, are you referring to the one that gets into the bodies of crickets? Cordyceps, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is a really interesting thing because that is the most like z- full-on zombie thing where a parasite gets into a cricket. The cricket has no idea what it's doing, mm-hmm. but its only goal at that point is to get to a body of water and drown itself. Correct. And like the fact that it's the fact that it's that aggressive and that's like the body no longer has control. It's moving. Mm-hmm. It's doing everything it can to stay alive, but it's only goal is to drown and drown itself eventually. And like pretty terrifying shit. Like if there's a human version of that, you know, that would be like end of the world scenario type shit. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's also like that wasp, uh, and it's, it's stinger. I, they say it's like a, a sense organ. So mm-hmm. it's basically feeling around like the cockroach's brain until it gets to like the motor, uh, motor functions, and then it pretty much is just piloting the cockroach back to its den. <laughs> yeah, that's to crazy. Fill it with eggs, and then the eggs are gonna hatch and, and eat the fucking thing. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, that cockroach has no free will anymore. Yeah, it, it, it's a uh, it's a vehicle. There's even like a zombie. There's zombie crabs where there's a barnacle called called a saculina, which does the exact same thing. Like where it takes the crab over as a pretty much like as its BMW or whatever, yeah. like those two seater coupes, and like just drives it around. And 
fills it with eggs, and the crab gives birth to these eggs and whatnot. And afterwards, like the the, the barnacle succulina or whatever is protecting those eggs with like its pinchers or whatever. So it's like going into autopilot. Not only is it birthing, you know, this foreign body's, you know, <laughs> next generation, but is also its protector as well. Yeah. I mean, two things that like the idea of like reproduction besides like the reproduction that we know like you know your boy freaking dick in the girl's vagina and then it's a baby you know like all right we get that but nature has some pretty freaky things like that it you know the pollinization or whatever like even like there's i heard something about like how like there's like a theory that plants are adapting to like humans foots like like going like getting on people's feet and like being able to like track itself because it, it gets stuck to people's feet now and like like the the texture of like the the seed that it used to not do that but now it's like more like more common to like the 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 fabric that's like on the on the rubber of like people's feet or whatever it gets stuck on there more and that's why like people's like allergies have gotten worse over time because we used to they used to not link itself to like the rubber on people on the sole of people's feet but it's evolving to be like, oh, now I can link itself to people's feet. So it's, it's, it's like it learns to like, you know, spread itself to more and more locations, uh, things like plants do. But yeah, I mean that that grasshopper thing is pretty freaky. Even I mean, even and you know, it's not zombie related, but even like the idea of like the xenomorph in like the movie Alien, mm-hmm. how it gets in a person's body and like it grows and it expands and it's like that's a real thing that happens in nature. Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah, just, a. Just, getting a host you find yeah. a host and you you birth your brood inside of a host yeah, yeah absolutely like that's a pretty freaky thing i think it freaks people out like it's kind of gross yeah well, yeah it's just you losing autonomy of your own body yeah your, your body is no longer yours you are now a, a birthing pod for something else yeah um i was thinking about the the ants uh there's like a fungus that infects these ants cordyceps yeah and yeah, they'll grow like a big like stalk out of their their head, and Ugh. then it'll explode, and the spores will infect more. So like, mm-hmm. the ants see a funny acting ant, they're like, "Oh no, buddy, you gotta go." Yeah, <laughs> Car- carry them off like to you know somewhere far away, and drop them off. Like, good luck, Steve. <laughs> None of us have mentioned <laughs> we'll this. Tell your story. <laughs> but um, what's that show? The Last of Us. Yeah. yeah. Slash video game. It introduced more of a fungus style zombie outbreak type of thing, which mm-hmm. is a really that's pretty cl- like much what the, that is yeah. like a fungus growing inside yeah. of something. Yeah, taking the game over. is more about like the the spores. Like you know, you got to put your mask on. It's like no, we cannot cover cover Pedro Pascal's face. Yeah, and how much we paid for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't no um, the Mandalorian shit where we're just gonna pay for his voice. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that is what is what a what what a what a spore like that would do you know all its goal is to reproduce and if it's reproducing using a host body to try to spread to other things like you know and it does it to us because of global warming and all that stuff which is a real like it plays on our fears which is exactly like what happened in hollywood like i was saying with like the different methods quote unquote that a person or thing can become a zombie yeah, it goes you know, from being magic to just being like okay well now you can just get bit any zombie can make another zombie mm-hmm. and, it's, and that's infectious now yeah and then that was like a product of you know world war ii like where we start to see like all these like wild you know soviet and american you know uh you know scientific experiments and whatnot um then you start to see like radiation being you know a way you know somebody or something can become a zombie you know <laughs> you know after you know the atomic bomb and whatnot uh, mental disease vectors pathogens parasites and scientific accidents so 
Um, a lot of this um, happens um, and gets to U.S. <laughs> soil or U.S. mines, um, you know, once the U.S. occupies Haiti uh, around World War I uh, from 1915 through 1932. Uh, you get the book that becomes one of the biggest um, uh, cultural impacts on the zombie culture, which is The Magic Island, um, uh, written by Mr. Uh, Seabrook, um, which uh, serves as uh, influence for, you know, George A. Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, I believe the the film version of this is White Zombie. And it was all about, you know, somebody that went over to Haiti, you know, an American journalist, and documented, you know, uh, uh, an article, Article 246 of the Haitian Criminal Code, uh, also shall be qualified as um, attempted murder, uh, the employment which may be made by any version or any person or substances which, without causing actual death, produce a lethargic coma more or less prolonged if after the administration of such substances the person has been uh, buried to act shall considered murder no matter what the result so basically you know trying to make a zombie or whatnot right he took note of that like what the hell like there's actually zombies here and what the hell why is my light flickering it's the end of the world it's, dude it's the ghost. apocalypse <laughs> yeah. yeah but basically basically he took you know influence uh for that book from you know haitian voodoo yeah you you brought up uh like medical like style uh, zombie, you know, eventually science is going to fucking do what science does. Mm. But one of the things that I came across was, uh, you know, the, 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 the scientific influences that get, get us to zombie things. And in 1975, around the Plum Island area, there was a giant outbreak of, uh, of Lyme disease. And Lyme disease, you know, carried by ticks, very zombie-like, you know. The, the zombies of nature, really. Yeah. They fucking bite things, spread the disease, move like on to different hosts. Yeah. Kill deer, pretty much wiped out deer populations and moose populations. Moose are starting to become an endangered species because of ticks. Wow. It's a it's a really invasive parasite, really. Uh, but it started getting humans, and for a while, they didn't know what it was. So much so that the term Lyme disease was born in this time period. Like, Lyme disease was not even a thing up until, like, the mid-1970s. But it was born from, I think the city is called, like, Lyme something something. And okay. They, they got the name Lyme disease from. Because the entire town got, like, Lyme disease. And nobody could figure out what was happening to these people. Um, but it's a really, like, intense thing because, you know, it was basically people couldn't sleep. They were restless. They were in pain. They were, like, suffering from this Lyme disease. And it all origin it or the origins of this came from like Plum Island. There's still a little bit of a that's more of a conspiracy thing where it's like, hey, it seems like this all or or originated from Plum Island, which is a a place where like they were experimenting with creating like you know biochemical weapons or that sort of thing. And ticks were one of the things that they were trying to sp- because ticks spread so fast. Dude, that's a and, fucked up weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I really. Rec- that's probably a topic in its own thing because as I was doing research for this, I was like, all right, can they make a zombie, dude? And then, like, because I was trying to go more in the Last of Us type mentality mm-hmm. thing. Then I ran into this whole thing and I was like, dude, not only do ticks disgust me, like, 
I can't even look at dogs with ticks, dude. Yeah. Like, where I'm just like, dude, that dog's fucking kill it, dude. I love dogs, but you're gonna have to fucking kill that thing. <laughs> like it's ticked. or like Vincent, his dog took a shit like in his car, and so he just like knifed out the whole section of like his fucking seat. I was like, dude, I have a shampoo or I can help you, but he's like, nope, this whole thing has to go, and you're like. Oh my god! Dude. Snap decision, man. Had to be done. Yeah, We're gonna have to cut this out, dude. We're gonna have to remove it, the leg. It's just like when you get bit by a zombie. It's like, well, that hand's going. Twat. Yeah, it's. I know you snap. stole something one time. You get that shit off. Yeah, it's a snap decision, man. Sometimes it, you gotta do it. You got you gotta cut off the hand to save the rest of the body. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. It's have it's cut nasty, out the upholstery dude. To save the smell of the car, man. Ticks, ticks are nasty, man. I gotta yeah. admit, ticks are fucking one of the nastiest things out there. They got me all itchy now, too. Dude, just thinking I, about that. I, I know people get freaked out by like spiders and that sort of thing. Like spiders don't freak me out. Like mm-hmm. th- I'm not freaked out. They don't hang on to you and keep eating. Oh god, dude, That's... ticks are nasty, dude. Yeah. They burrow into people. Oh god. As I was doing research for this, I saw a picture of a dude that had a bunch of ticks on his oh, neck, fuck. and I was like, dude, how did you let th- one go past like that point? Let it, alone like three hundred. I thought it was a skin tag. <laughs> it was. Why is it getting bigger? It was nasty, dude. Why and, am I so tired all the time? <laughs> I'm, I'm Why mean, am I chewing on I'm, ice? I mean, on, I mean for two. And then that's another thing. You know, we talked about um, what was that thing? Uh, anemia. Anemia. Like anemia makes people want to chew ice for some reason, and like there's things that just like uncontrolled urges. Same thing with with uh, Lyme disease. Oh, rabies is the other one. Rabies yeah. is the big one that I was like. Well, here we go. Rabies is really... If we're going to do a zombie virus, That's it's, as close it's as humans have to zombies. And then the whole thing is, could someone weaponize rabies? Because rabies would be a fucking, like, shut down the government level mm-hmm. threat. Um, because if they can weaponize Lyme disease, maybe they can weaponize rabies. And that, that would be pretty catastrophic. Especially if, if fucking... Tick started carrying rabies. That oh is game over, bro. You know what? If we ever ever have to go to war with Russia, like we should just have some like fucking raccoons with rabies that fucking are carrying a bunch of ticks on their back and shit. Oh. Just send those into the fucking Russian wilderness. If, and fucking... if you ever want to know why it's so cheap to like move to like West Virginia and all those like crap states, it's because like they have Lyme disease to the fucking yeah. tits. I don't even know like how like they they are drowning in Lyme disease. I didn't know that. But Lyme disease is like, I didn't know it was that active. I was like, dude, they got it under control, bro. Yeah, it's they like, got a vaccine now. It's whatever, dude. You can get bit by like 20 ticks and be all right. But apparently it's still an ongoing thing. And there's a thing called like long form Lyme disease where like a lot of people just get over it, right? But long, long form Lyme disease, like you continue to like suffer in pain and like you start to lose control of your body. Like at times your body will just feel like it's burning up. So you have to take all your clothes off and like... Mm-hmm. And, and there's really no cure for it. Like there's just like there's like just get through. We got antibiotics and like just fucking like stay home and you just call out of work that day, dude. Because we got no answer for you. That's a really shitty like. And then like with Lyme disease, so it's a it's like 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 a zombie disease kind of right. Kinda. I mean, you still have control of your body for the most part, although you you do get like random temperature changes and like random like things where like you you can't control like the the pain like you'll randomly start feeling pain you can't really sleep it's pretty shitty like lyme disease is really really scary shit silent killer it it is it is one of those things that's like you know it's there but you don't really realize how shitty it is until you're like oh fuck uh i didn't i really wish i wouldn't have researched this shit like now i can't (laughs) sleep at night now i can't go to west virginia (laughs) yeah take me home 
Like I, I thought about like going fishing and those type of things, and I'm like, nope. Yeah, I'll stick nah, to I'll hard part. Yeah, I'll sit over here with these Cheeto fucking catfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, also around the time when uh, America was um, occupying Haiti, you know, a lot of this is getting back. You know, obviously uh, with WBC Brooks, you know, the Magic Island and White Zombie and whatnot. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, they start to look at the culture. You know, they look at the culture like, oh, they're doing a bunch of satanic shit. They're just a bunch of fucking savages. Oh, they're cannibals. So that's like where you get that trope, too, where it's just not like the, the zombie or they're... they're it's the zombie eating people. That yeah. They eat consuming flesh. Yeah, they have to eat flesh or brains. Well, that that didn't come about until, like, I think um, the 80s. That That's more like... Uh Return of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. And I, and I love how that they changed that because uh, those zombies were intelligent. That that movie was like I felt like that movie was real ahead of its time. That's when they like they're, they're, did the guns, zombies. Right? Were, the zombies were fast and they could talk. And yeah. there's this like just this scene creeped me out as a kid because they like get like this torso of a zombie, like its bottom half is gone, like one of its arms is gone, and they strap it to a table. And they're asking it, you know, why, why do you eat brains? And it's like, for the pain, you know, for the pain of being dead, I can feel myself rot. Like, oh, that, oh that's awful. God. Like, to just you, the, experience the pain of being dead and just eating, like, people's endorphins out of their, you know, out of their brain to, like, try and stop that pain. Oh, dude, that's a genius way, as opposed to, like, not, like mindlessly, you know, just eating yeah. it. Yeah. yeah I crave this, like, a five, a beefy five-layer burrito from Taco Bell. Like, yeah, that's... It's like, I'm already eat. full, but I'm going <laughs> to eat it anyway. It also goes back to, like, you know, everything... The, the zombie thing is pretty genius. Like, the, the monster, the idea of a, a, a monster being... One, it looks like us, you know? It's, it is it mm-hmm. is us. Mm-hmm. And then, two, it's going back to, like, the things that, that like, what we do as as a species like we feed we reproduce like mm-hmm. that's pretty much and consume and and yeah and consume you know is it like feeding fucking and shitting shitting i guess i don't know there's <laughs> another f that's like the three f's and i can't remember what the other one fornicating. is fornicating fornicating that, that, yeah that's fucking yeah that's yeah, fucking but, yeah, but yeah. feeding and there's another f i can't remember what it is but anyways fighting um, feeding fucking fighting yeah. perfect yeah. uh but really like it falls under that where it's like we're we're eating, we're reproducing, like we're reproduce we're basically become the virus on earth where mm-hmm. we're just destroying things. And I think that's what makes zombies such a like good monster. Well, like think, that's the American zombies kind of become the the blend of what the hell happened? What was that? We just lost power. We just lost uh we just lost the United States. The, oh, the, shit. the zombie X, outbreak started. X website went down. Well, Jacob, I don't know if we're still recording, but uh, we got the audio, but the video cut out. If uh, when one of the things that's like really interesting about zombies is um, it makes for a really good survival horror game, <laughs> and uh, things like the Resident Evil. Resident Evil is like one of the things that makes it so interesting, like so fun. Like the those original Resident Evil games were fun for a reason because you were surviving from like the people that were just around you not that long ago. And that is such an interesting, like, fun concept. Like, zombies are fun. I think that's the American zombie fears. Like, because you have the colonial people who are afraid of being, like, cannibalized, eaten by a a swarm of Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, slaves. And the slaves are afraid of their masters, you know, enslaving them after death. And then you got, like, the kind of hybrid blend of those things where I'm afraid of these this horde, but then also becoming a part of that horde. Yeah. Yeah. It is... You did it, dude. You solved it. Yeah, cause you get you get bit like, oh well, shit. Now, now you're now you're one of them. Yeah, and you got it. That that to me is what makes zombies so interesting, dude. Like, I I don't know about you guys, but like, I grew up on those original Resident Evil games, and I was obsessed with them. And um, same. And yeah, it it made me it made me just a, a nerd. And as you brought up Mel Brooks and the um, is it Mel Brooks? I'm sorry, Max Brooks. Max Brooks. Sorry. In the uh, zombie survival guide, I remember that was like the time period where I was like really into like the idea of zombies. Where I was just like, "This is like the the most legit thing." And then around the same time period, uh, the Walking not the Walking Dead. Um, well, the the comic came out. You know, the yeah, Walking the Dead. Walking Dead comic came out, and then that movie, the the Zack Schneider movie. Came oh, out. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead came out. I was just was like, a dude, big big zombie resurg- resurgence. Yeah, like and then twenty eight days later yeah. came out, followed mm-hmm. by twenty eight weeks later, like. And if you notice too, like, and I kind of like sat down last night, like there is those time periods. So like when, you know, a lot of this happened, you know, initially when it got to American shores, like in the 1915s or whatever, it was around World War One. That was a big, you know, that's where it starts to get its feet, like with the Haitian voodoo and whatnot. Uh, then it comes back around again during World War Two, And this is where you get like radiation, scientific experiments gone wrong. But also and- fear of like communism. And so we're afraid of like ideas spreading and you're afraid of, you know, these people you once knew. Well, now they're reds. They've been mm-hmm. you know, infected by the communist mind virus. Correct. And then it takes a break a little bit for a long time. And then it starts to poke its head back again around 2001. What happens in 2001 again is, you know, 9-11. What, what is the big bad enemy? Terrorists. Terrorism. Muslims. Yeah. We say, te- <laughs> we say terrorism because that's the politically right thing to do. But we all know that the United States became very anti-Muslim on Ant- 9-11. Anti-Muslim. We're but- not afraid of the Swedish bombing us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. <laughs> or no- the IRA. Yeah. But it was that mindset of, like, a, something that cannot be reasoned with. And it was, like, that extreme... Uh, extremism of, you know, those extreme Muslims and whatnot, right? Well, I think that was just the first time that, like, people in America had seen, like, the horrors of, like, war and, like, bad shit happening and just, like, oh, shit, this is, like, a big, giant disaster and, like, and so, you know, how do you deal with the disaster? I don't know. I'm not prepared. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're not. Mm-hmm. And, that, and the inability to reason with, you know, whatever's attacking you. Yeah. Right. It, you know, the terrorists at that time, like they had their own mindset of what they were doing was good. They flew the fucking planes into the towers because they were doing what was good. And then from their perspective, they were right. Same thing with like a zombie is this like they think well, all they know is like they're just trying to survive. They're not, you know, Ursula or fucking, you know, some Disney villain or whatnot. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. you know, like there's just doing evil to be do evil shit. Like, no, like they're just out there surviving. So it was like a very much you know, a relatable concept at that time. That's mm-hmm. where you start to get like zombie land, you know, AMC's the walking dead, which was good for two or three seasons and whatnot. Yeah. Overran its course. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's still going on to this day. Yeah. Now it's like uh, California walking dead. Like zombies are <laughs> surfing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even like now, like where you get like, you know, the Disney channel is like, I fell in love with a zombie or some bullshit or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that plants three. versus zombies. Like, there's literally like now kid games for like zombies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It it has become 
a different animal than it was like mm-hmm. in the early stages. But you can always pinpoint like it's resurgent to like whatever is happening, you know, politically or, you know, just worldwide, like whatever conflicts going on. Oh, it's like this was happening. Oh, there's a resurgence to correspond with that. Yeah, I think, yeah, you definitely play on, like, fears of the time. Like, you know, if you're going to go to, like, 80s zombies movies, it's like, okay, there's a crack epidemic, and, you know, that's turning people into, you know, mindless hordes just trying to, you know, mm-hmm. get it get a fix. Like, you know, go to 2000 zombies, like, oh, yeah, it's terrorist zombies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you know the uh the synthetic zombie i guess of the like bath salt florida man stories or whatever of a dude eating a guy's yeah. face off or whatever like you know there yeah, those we all, are we all thought that's that was a zombie apocalypse happening <laughs> yeah. this is it this is, this is case 0 here <laughs> patient 0 yeah i mean that's a real Figures thing be florida <laughs> yeah florida i'm surprised that hasn't made its way to Bakersfield, yeah mm. but uh you know fentanyl is different now so we got that under control mm. um but uh, but yeah, I mean, those cases are real cases where like people get like synthetic zombified or whatever, yeah. and like start eating people's faces, and start attacking people, and that shit's pretty terrifying, dude. Meth's That's, a hell of a drug. Yeah, and then you also have um, you spoke about this earlier uh, in 1982. Wade Davis, a Harvard anthrobotanist, uh, he wrote an article in he went to Haiti in 1982, and from that trip. Uh, he wrote an article which turned into a book and later on a movie called The Serpent and the Rainbow. And then in 1980, or that came out in 1985. And then uh, Passage of Darkness in 1988, uh, where he pretty much concluded that, you know, a lot of like those rituals that the Bokar uh, would put together, like during, you know, his um, voodoo rituals, uh, was a combination where he would turn people into zombies. Yeah, powerful was, psychedelics. Yeah, mm-hmm. two powders, uh, tetradoxa. Tetradotoxin, which was, um, you know, basically venom that came from a puffer fish, fish, uh, as well as deliriant drugs such as Datura, uh, uh, which (laughs) sounds like something you would see like on a late night infomercial, whatever, where side effects may include, you know, explosive diarrhea and (laughs) heartburn or whatever, right? Uh, But anyways, it was a combination of those two powders. Uh, which would create a, you know, a sense of suspended animation followed by a reawakening, which, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, you, this person looks like they're dead, so we got to bury them. Uh, to make another Quentin Tarantino reference, you know, with uh, Kill Bill, you bury the person, mm-hmm. you know, they go into a psychotic state, you know, because they're being buried alive and they have to break themselves out, you know, of their grave and they get into this psychotic, you know, state like, holy shit, this did I just die? and they think that they're dead. Yeah. yeah, and then you have a lot of those cases in Haiti, which gets purported as like, oh shit, this guy's a zombie and whatnot. Um, and then he also concluded too that, you know, a lot of this could be just misinterpreting mental illness <laughs> we live on east bakersfield we see a lot of mental illness rampant around the street or whatever right we can you know a lot of that is fentanyl <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> induced as well yeah. uh, but with we'll mix that with you know mental illness yeah of course we can confuse those type of peoples as zombies yeah absolutely i, I mean i think that that's probably if not for rabies, like, you know, maybe that next synthetic zombie or mental illness zombie or whatever. Yeah. That is something that, you know, maybe not spread because it, it sounds like it's going to be, you know, 
more uh, more of a drug thing than anything else. But I think that I think we're probably gonna see like crazier and crazier shit as we get older. We're gonna see mm-hmm. crazier and crazier drugs. So uh, yeah, I think that the uh, the dude that ate a guy's face in Florida was only ahead of his time. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time till we see that more and more often. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think I'm more afraid of the uh, the naturally occurring. You know, zombies like the the parasites, the cordyceps, that sort of thing. Because, um, like in the jungle, those spores that take over the ants, they mm-hmm. they they only affect ants. Mm-hmm. They specialize just to do this thing. But like, okay, if we keep encroaching on, you know, rainforest, you know, if, uh, climate change, you know, fucks up the uh, the whole ecosystem. Well, then, you know, what if it changes the ant population? And now this this parasite it's like well i need to adapt i need to find something else mm-hmm. like that fucking uh plants that you know adapt to the shoes yeah, I was, yeah i was thinking the exact same thing as you were saying that i was like you know what like, you can't even walk on grass i as i grew up i was always like we walked around inside the house with shoes on and shit like that but like and i was always like the, the families are like you gotta take your shoes off before you come inside i always thought like those families were the weird ones but now I'm like, hey, those people were just fucking ahead of the curve. They, like, yeah. they were, yeah. Yeah, it's like you do. You should probably take your shoes off when you come inside the house, because like, your shoes are have like so much shit like on them from plants and like concrete and everything that's like mm. bad in the world. Yeah, is, like, all, the, all the carcinogens that you're walking around on, you're walking around on like tar and blacktop, and there's gasoline and you know yeah. oils and residues like all over the fucking okay. the ground. Not to mention you know dog shit. Yeah, blood, <laughs> piss. It's like a G.G. Allen concert. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys, uh, you guys want to fight zombies or <laughs> no? <laughs> um, it was actually a, a pretty cool forward in I think the uh, the first um, Walking Dead book from Simon Pegg. And he's saying uh-huh. like, what what is it that people like so much about zombies? And he said, well, you you stand a chance. Like if it's if it's a werewolf or like a vampire, it's like man, if you're not from like a long line of like Van Helsing, yeah, Van Helsing's. As long if you don't have a fucking silver bullet, good luck, buddy. You're not fucking yeah. winning. But zombies are just like, hey, if if you're like intelligent and you don't, you keep your wits about you, like you can survive mm-hmm. against zombies. And I think that gives people that kind of hope that like, okay, there's zombies. You how do I handle this? How do, how do we fight back? And it's all a metaphor, too, because, like, even, like, with George A. Romero's, like, Night of the Living Dead, like, a lot of his movies, and he's, Lord knows how many movies he has, like, concerning zombies, it's all, like, social commentary, whether it's talking about government and ineptitude, uh, bioengineering, slavery. Consumerism. Yeah, greed, consumerism, exploitation, and fears and ignorances and whatnot. Like, it's all, like, he's imposing that onto the zombies, and like you said, like, we, we stand a chance where it's just, like, the reason why we're so attracted to that is because, oh, here's what the problem is, you know, you know, characterized as a zombie, but here's how we can fix it. Here's how we can overcome, per se. Yeah. And um, I think that's the big draw as well, you know? Mm, yeah. And, or, you know, like, like I said, like the first few seasons of The Walking Dead, like I think the reason why people, you know, in droves were, you know, attracted to like that TV show, you know, and then they work their way back and, you know, go to the graphic novels and whatnot is because like, it forces you to look at like, what type of person am I really, you know, I might be a cop like Shane, but I'm, I'm a shit person, you know? Yeah. I think also, you know, 
you know, everybody doesn't matter who you are. Everybody has the like, could I make it through a zombie apocalypse? Like that question has to have crossed your mind while watching one of those things. Like, how would I survive the zombie apocalypse? So it already asked a really good question. And then two, I think everybody to uh, to some degree in them, you know, we all have that like innate fight or flight mentality thing. You know, like I. I am the main character of my own mind type of thing. Correct. And I would survive again. Like I think everybody thinks like I'd probably fucking kill a 20,000 zombies and start <laughs> an anti-zombie revolution or whatever. When really we'd probably be dead in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But like, well, no, it's that guy is probably going to die first. It's like the guy who runs out there. It's like, I got my Kill Bill Katana. I'm, yeah. I'm been fucking ready. Yeah. Like, and he gets eaten first. Like, oh, you just stay in your house. Yeah. <laughs> just, just don't, just don't go out. So that's how you survive is just don't take stupid risks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I do, I think that that, that is also why zombies have become more popular. Like, you see more zombies in pop culture now than you, than you see a, a you know, a mummy or a fucking Frankenstein. Like, those are almost like, comical things like if somebody said i'm making a movie about a frankenstein now which i think they are making a movie about a frankenstein shout out to um uh shout, shout out to uh, del toro um, oh yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah. but uh but i was I, gonna say shout out to mary shelley shout, shout out to mary, shout out to mary shelley's ghost yeah um but but for the most part like those those are viewed as like classic you know hollywood monsters mm. but the zombie has survived because it does feed on those like fight or flight fears that we have that are just like could i survive this you know am i and we all have like that a little bit of that jock mentality where it's like well, they're no longer human i'm gonna shoot my way out i'm getting yeah. out of here resident evil style or is like you know, like yeah, the problem with that is like Resident Evil. Man, you run out of bullets. You run out of bullets fast. <laughs> you can't. So you sometimes just gotta run. Sometimes and, and just gotta run. There's not aid spray hidden everywhere, so you can't just crack a safe and find a bunch of ammo and you aid got, spray. You gotta roll up some green herbs <laughs> yeah. with some red herbs. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't work like a video game. So I don't know. I, it is the funnest like monster. I mean, if I, if we were gonna battle something, I'd rather fight. A zombie than a Hell no. than a mummy. <laughs> well, it's like either a fucking werewolf or a or a or a zombie outbreak. I don't think I have much of a shot. So against. one werewolf or like a bunch of werewolves. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess multiple werewolves. I mean, I guess it depends oh, okay, on the yeah. scenario. Yeah, if it's multiple werewolves, yeah, give me the zombies all day. But if it's just like one werewolf, like you know, werewolf in a, in a log cabin. Yeah, you just went there for the weekend, and all there's a there's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Versus you're in like downtown L.A. and you're surrounded by zombies. Fuck. Both of them are shitty scenarios. Yeah, I guess I'm dying either way. Like, hey, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can outrun a zombie though. Like, there's no way I'm outrun. Well, depends. Slow zombies. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah talking slow zombies or fast zombies? <laughs> yeah. Well, fast zombies is like nightmare. Like, I feel like you can't. Like, I, can't just, I can't sprint that long. Yeah. No, no, me either. And I go to the gym every day. <laughs> I, I got to grab my sight at one point or whatever, right? So, um. Yeah, no, either way, like, I'm dying. Like, I said that, like, when we were talking about the how to survive a zombie apocalypse, and I was just like, the reality is, like, we, we can try to stretch this out for an hour episode that, you know, we're going to have, like, this peaceful or this like, utopian community afterwards or whatever, but the reality is, is, like, within the next, like, the first hour, like, somebody's mm-hmm. dying. Like, we're, I'm, and that's probably going to be me, you know? Like, whether it's me protecting my family or just doing something stupid, like trying to turn on the hose or something to get some water. Or yeah. Whatnot, right. And and I think every zombie show does does this to a different degree. But you always have, like, those, like, 
heroes that or like villains that are like going to turn the zombie apocalypse into like, oh, it's my turn to like fucking take whatever I want and that, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do think that that would happen in society. Like if we did have a full on zombie apocalypse type of thing, you would have those like assholes that are like, you know, all those gangs that are gangs now would probably like take advantage of that and be like, mm-hmm. I'm taking over the state of you know, can't or you know, guys gonna say Canada. <laughs> those all those Canadian gangs or whatever. Like, oh, don't you? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> all those mounted police or whatever. You know, like, you know, I I could see how like downtown L.A. would be taken over by by gangs if they mm-hmm. did survive the zombie apocalypse or whatever. Yeah, know? I don't know. Yeah, but I think the the reason why humans became you know a cooperative community based sort of uh, uh, creatures, you know, we we saw that. One guy trying to take what he wants by force. It's like, well, that guy's going to be alone. No no one's going to want to work with that guy. And it's a lot harder to do shit by yourself. Like, if, if people pull together and do shit, like, you're able to achieve more. Um, and so I think that that's, like, the big thing you see in a lot of these is just that, yeah, the way you win is by community. Like, mm-hmm. you, you win by having allies and friends and like somebody to watch your back because mutual understanding yeah yeah. that is how we survive is together Mm -hmm. because fuck man like yeah you're gonna try and look out for number one but you gotta you you gotta sleep at some point correct (laughs) there's this theory that we are like if if uh if earth was like a living entity we are kind of like the virus. We, you know, we we are the ticks on, on <laughs> on, on Earth, on, Earth, on you know? Mother Earth, on Mother Earth, and and Mother Earth has like learned, you know, like there's like increase in hurricanes and all these things that really affect us, earthquakes, things that are pretty much designed just to like fucking kill us, you know, uh, like the way like a, you know an autoimmune response would be in a human's body, and like the the idea of like a spore affecting a human and turning it into a zombie or killing them off or whatever it may be like it's not that far fetched like you know like in on the effect that we that we have on on nature around us is pretty big like we affect nature more than any other creature on earth and like the fact that like nature would probably in in order to keep itself alive it might like evolve to the point where it's like maybe we should fucking take out some of these humans cuz they're no good for business mm-hmm. i could see how that would be a possibility Start pruning that's, us out that's that, why that's maybe a, florida probably gets hit a lot with hurricanes yeah. <laughs> mother nature trying to tell us something <laughs> uh, yeah move why why are you living here this, this is a fucking swamp get out um no that that's an interesting concept as far as humans being a parasite on the organism of the planet cuz uh, I always thought that people could be like more like the like white blood cells, mm-hmm. and that we can maintain and repair things that are out of whack. Whether it's you know, um, you know, like through natural disasters and things that you know kill off populations or whatever, you know, that, that people can try and repair nature. And I, I think that it sounds a bit egotistical. Because we're we're the same people who were like creating no, these we're, problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, we can clean up all this pollution. It's like wait, you're the one who made the pollution. Mm-hmm. It's like we can repopulate the wolves into the into Yellowstone National Park. It's like yeah, but didn't you hunt them to extinction pretty much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we we can fix problems, and I think we should. But um, yeah, we're walking that fine line. Are are we cancer cells or are we uh, helper T cells? Yeah, damn. 
That's a weird. That's a crazy way to look at it. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. Yeah, well, we, I mean, we do walk a fine line. I will say that. I and that's the thing. Like some humans, you know, I'm not even saying myself. I mean, there's people that are out there like trying to like legitimately save the world, out there like helping like beach like whales and shit like getting <laughs> back into the water and like cleaning up straws so turtles don't choke on them and shit mm-hmm. but like you know the amount of pollution like we have all these like oil refinery places right here that are like pumping like plumes and plumes of like of like toxic shit into the air like i mean there's only so much like you know we can do individually to, individually to take on like what am I going to do, like, against that giant thing that's just 24 hours putting, like, smoke into the air type of thing, you know? it's Ride your fucking bike to work, it's, Art. No, it's the, rough, the, dude. The two times that I use a straw, I'm going to use a fucking paper straw, and that's yeah. going to make all the difference. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, fucking e- Pepsi is, you know, dumping a bunch of plastic even, bottles into the ocean. <laughs> even, like, the, the idea, like, like, plastic water bottles are, like, you know, everywhere, dude. Like, plastic water bottles, one of the biggest things that that is, like, plastic in general i guess like it, it it's it it's so like toxic to create it's so toxic to decompose like it's just like toxic all the way around we make so much of it and it's like even when like the straw thing went away at starbucks like they don't make those green straws anymore they now they make those like straw lids or whatever like sippy, the, sippy, sippy, sippy cup, cup lids. lids like those sippy cup lids are made out of way more plastic than the straws ever were <laughs> and it's like it's like here's more shit like more like Things that are gonna like or, not like the reusable plastic bags instead of like you know yeah. the thin disposable ones. Like, well, people are still using the; they aren't reusing them. They're just throwing those those yeah. big thick plastic bags away. I just That's like ten times as much I, plastic. Dude, I have so many of those bags. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I will say that's the one thing that that's like, I we at least like me and my girlfriend, we always have to carry a bunch of like Albertson bags and Target bags with us at all time because like. We always feel like goofs if we don't. That's the one thing, but I don't know if we're affecting the environment enough, like like with those, like because I'm sure there's people that are just like fuck this, I'm throwing these away, type of thing. Like I don't know, it's it's become like a really weird uh, thing where I think people are trying to solve like problems, but maybe creating more problems. But and I think people are are trapped in whatever system they they're uh, engaging in. And uh, I don't know that that's a little uh, zombieish to me. Is that yeah. you're you're not really in control of your own functions because you live in this system that that determines your mode of transportation, your mode of consumption, you know the the information you get. So like, how many decisions you make are purely yours. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you I, know you're you're not being piloted by a fucking parasite? <laughs> Ah oh, man, you know that the idea of like my actions being like truly my own actions is is a is a trippy one because like like as I I think I was telling you guys in the Patreon like I believe like there's a lot of like Russian misinformation that's out there and like I think it's Russia. I'm not saying you guys should believe that it's Russia, but I do I, think that, I believe that too. I I definitely think that there's a lot of like misinformation out there at the very like worst case scenario there's a lot of bad information out there that's made people to believe that they have these ideas and thoughts when really it's like not even your own thoughts and ideas but somebody's been pushing you like brainwashing the guiding hand by by social media and media in general yeah like fuck every time i talk the goddamn lights flicker i think it's also just inflaming people's worst habits and intentions and thoughts and Mm -hmm. you you might think you know 
uh, I don't I don't really care for my neighbor Greg. You know, he's he's a uh, you know he's a liberal. But then you know you see stuff online like the liberals are trying to indoctrinate your kids. They're trying to turn <laughs> your kids gay, trans, queer, mm-hmm. drug addicts, uh, prostitutes. I'm like man, fuck Greg. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just they're just pouring gas on the fire of things that are already problematic, mm-hmm. and they've seen like the divisions. And they're just like, you know, tapping the wedge in those cracks just mm-hmm. to expand them further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, a little bit of it, yeah, is like, you know, like like foreign powers, you know. I mean, America's done this too, like in other nations. But then a lot of that too is is oh, yeah, a we, bad side effect of our own actions where it's, you know, a company like a Facebook you know they're they're run by an algorithm, and the way they get their you know their ad revenue is by um, interactions. Mm-hmm. And if you get more interactions by you know showing somebody something that's gonna uh, spark their emotional you know response response, and a lot of times you're gonna have more of a response to something that triggers you emotionally, like you know politics, religion, and whatnot. So it it kind of created like this fucking echo chamber of like, well, here's a bunch you don't like Trump. Well, here's a bunch of anti-Trump stuff, and then you're gonna sit there with your you know your and fellow you're citizen be outraged, just like how how dare you sit yeah. on the toilet for two hours arguing with somebody on Facebook? You know, dude, I I did not know this up until this week, but apparently there's like a big like boycott thing on like Starbucks, like don't buy Starbucks because they they uh they sent like aid money to like israel and all this shit and i'm like what the fuck like what like first like i i didn't understand and then i i think i a couple of episodes ago i talked about how like i was like this is a lose-lose situation this whole palestine israel thing oh it really like, is, yeah. it, it was like you know like this is like two wrongs they ain't making a right right now because mm-hmm. like this is like a fucked up situation fast forward to like two weeks later i did not realize it was going to be this of a polarizing topic where like people are like ultra passionate about this thing. It's like, really? I, I thought maybe I was too passionate on that episode. And my, my opinion was like, fuck it, man. Both of these people are fucked up. They're fucking up the whole world, dude. Mm -hmm. And like, now people are like very hard stance. Like, I'm this team Israel. I'm team Palestine. Like, there's no way like, you know, and it's like, I ain't fucking ever drinking Starbucks again. And it's like, what the well, fuck is going on? I think it's that that polarization and, uh, you know, the, the need to make people engage with stuff that you can't look at a problem in a complex way and say, you know, hold multiple ideas in, in your head at the same time. It's just like, no, you're either this or you're that. You're Team Israel, you're Team Palestine. It's mm-hmm. like, well... No, it's it's more complicated than that. You can't just you know whitewash everything into you know you're you're in this camp or this camp because that's there's shades of gray. Yeah, it's like well you know I, I definitely don't think uh, innocent Israeli uh, sh- should get you know blown up by Hamas terrorists. But at the same time, like well I don't like the government of Israel and how they've been treating the Palestinians, treating Gaza as an open air fucking prison basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much. That's you know. I can have both those thoughts in my head at the same time, and I don't have to come down like, well, but when it comes down to it, I'm Team Israel. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. no. There's there's complexities here, and you definitely need to see them all, and you can't just discount the things that you, know, you don't like because it's inconvenient for you. Dude, if we had an applause button right now, 
I don't know if you can edit an applause button into this this moment right now, but uh, dude, that 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 the that little statement right there that that was like applause worthy because okay. I one hundred percent agree with you, um, and I I do think that you know we do like dumb our th- own thoughts down to a like you know A or B, <laughs> you know like good or bad and it's like dude it's not that easy to just do those things and like these are really complicated this is like hundreds of years you know really over the last 60 years things have really picked up in like in that region of the world and you're like dumbing it down to like good or bad and it's like no dude like it's way more complicated than that and like you know Whoa! Tonight. Wait, <laughs> I was gonna try to sneakily play an applause right there, but fucking McCormick had to play a commercial. Oh uh, yeah, no problem. But um, yeah, no, it's. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, um, I agree with you, Vincent. That's very well s- said. It's probably just a parasite in my brain telling me to yeah. say that. <laughs> Take a bow. And if you're not watching this on the YouTube, Vincent just walked out on stage, took a bow, and then lit himself on fire <laughs> like the album cover of that Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. Nice. Anyways, you guys have anything else about zombies? Uh, I don't have anything. Just, you know, free Palestine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck BB Netanyahu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both those things at the same time. Yes. Uh, but anyways, uh, good topic. Um, Vincent, thank you for joining us for the seventh time. Uh, give a shout out to you. I'm, I'm going to check your notes on that. Are you sure seven? Uh, we're, I, I think I know it's more than five. Well, let's do it right now. All right. B, BD Cooper. Uh, DB Cooper. Hoska uh, Ca- Castle. Hoska Castle. North Hollywood shootout. North Hollywood. I don't remember you being on that one. I was totally on that. This one. is a Mandela effect. Yeah, right he was. Now. Okay, was. all right. He did back to back. Were you here for the upside down cross house? No, no. no? Okay. Um, uh, you Gary Webb. For- Gary Webb. The um, Blood Countess. Yeah, Elizabeth Bathory. Bathory. Okay. This wait, wait, one. This wait, one. what was that Webb one you just mentioned? Gary Webb. When you couldn't come. Um, oh, okay. All right. Vincent's so that's probably why I couldn't remember the, that. The cocaine episode. Okay. Yeah. That's probably why I don't yeah. remember that episode. Uh, Vincent. So that's five. Today, six. six. There's another one in there somewhere. Z- uh, voodoo. Voodoo. Seven. Voodoo. seven. Yeah, seven. So seven. All yeah. right. Well, there seven. we go. Yeah, so we go. lucky number seven. <laughs> so thank you, Vincent, for making your seventh appearance. My pleasure. Uh, can't as wait always. to do number eight with you as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got, man. We've said pretty much everything that needs to be said. It, we've had a lot of technical difficulties, so if you see me, like, that was, stammer that over was my word. government trying to shut us down. Dude. Yeah, I, th- th- these they're, lights they're have been like this. fucking T-virus. Yeah, these <laughs> lights have been like this since, like, the 1st of October where I turned off the back ones to make it, like, a, a darker effect. And for whatever reason, they started flickering, the ones that are supposed to be off, and then the fucking camera went down. And somehow, some way, like, my computer wanted to restart. Like, I don't know what the fuck. It's, like, it's spooky season, man. Yeah. The, the ghosts are coming out. Yeah. But anyways, uh, it's a dead man's party. Who could ask for oh, more? Uh, but with that said, Art, Vincent, anything else? One more time? One uh, more shot? Shout out to Elizabeth Jackson. Shout out to Elizabeth Warren. Shout out to uh, Eric and Elizabeth, the real characters themselves. They're actually in New Orleans right now doing Ooh. some, like, Halloween voodoo shit down there. So shout out to them. I was uh, going to float the idea of you this time next year. 
Like we take the Patreon money and we either go to Salem and do maybe finally do the fucking witch trials, you know, episode out there or go to New Orleans and do some kind of fucking freaky fucking vampire bullshit out there. I was going to float an idea to you and right now while we're on the episode, I don't know about, because that's a pretty massive like undertaking. Yeah, we got the money for it. But the local Fox Theater here is doing like these like midnight things where like they're doing like tours or whatever and they want to do it bigger and badder next year. Mm. And I was going to like, because apparently I know a lot of those guys over there. Mm. I didn't realize I knew so many of the people that ran that shit. Shout out to my buddy Chris who does all the artwork and that shit in that building. But I was like, dude, let's do a fucking like episode live from the fo- from an empty Fox Theater or maybe a small crowd of people that decide to show up. Record the episode there. Like fucking like old school, like, you know, fake candle lit. Mm. <laughs> know like what, a seance? Yeah, seance episode where we just do it there on their stage. Pretty badass stage, by the way. I'd never been on that stage a few Me days either. ago, and it was pretty awesome. But uh, it'd be really cool to like, record an episode right there and there. Be awesome. As the lights flicker one more yeah. time. Yeah, let's do it, dude. A live episode next year. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even sooner. Yeah, Ho- hosting like a double feature and just like being able to talk like before and after the movie. That'd be fucking awesome. Oh, that'd be really awesome, dude. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Vincent, you're in on this too. I need as much ha- I need as much help as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they still have the old school projectors there from like the nineteen forties or whatever. And mm-hmm. apparently the old ones, their old projectors, would like were so like toxic they would put out like smoke. So like when a movie was playing, you would just see like plumes of smoke coming out of the out of the Fox theater because it was like that like scary or whatever but anyways that's it that's all i got anyways yeah. get, get the new projectors yeah. they have a new projector now. <laughs> yeah they've since then invested in like digital shit but nice so uh with that said guys if you have anything you want to talk to us about about zombies or if you have a topic suggestion like our homeboy uh over Whoa. here mr vincent cruz who was drawing a zombie uh throughout some of this uh, episode. you should have a, a word bubble coming out of his mouth saying boycott starbucks (laughs) (laughs) free palestine (laughs) free palestine (laughs) Uh, but anyways guys hit us up on all the social medias at art and jacob do america except for x we are at art and jacob do a one because god damn son sometimes that's just how a steak is done not all the time I will eat your steak, Jesus Gutierrez and Axel. Give me those beautifully barbecued uh, pieces of meat without the hot, without the A1 sauce. But sometimes when your girlfriend just burns the fuck out of a steak, you got to add some oh, of that yeah. shit on there. So but sometimes you go to Sizzler and it's not a good good cut of meat. Just bring me the fucking A1. Yeah, give uh. give me a, give me double fist this shit or whatever. Right, <laughs> it's a quality product. But anyways, guys, Sizzler. If you want to support this episode or this this podcast in any way whatsoever, guys, hit us up on Patreon over at patreon.com slash art and Jacob do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. And nine times out of 10, those episodes are better than the actual episode that you're hearing today for free. So if you like us here, you'll love us over there. This week is no exception. Again. Let's show this picture one more time to the viewing audience. Yeah, you, Vincent, you didn't see it while while the Patreon was going on, but that that's what I was doing. Yeah, I may not have been engaged in the conversation as much, but uh, yeah, I was I was making a little something for I you. I thought you were doing some courtroom like drawings courtroom of me and sketches. Art. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, but, but hit us up on all the at the Patreon. 
uh, help support this podcast. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, hit us up at the website at artjacobdoamerica.com. Follow the merch links where we currently have four designs up there for your purchasing pleasure. Uh, and it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see a couple cents uh, from every purchase made over there. Um, but it's more or less to help promote this podcast. So if you're over at the Fox Theater or if you're trying to survive a zombie apocalypse, you know, and you're trying to make your way down to the CDC in Atlanta, Georgia or whatever. You see guys, someone else wearing that shirt. You're like, hey, I know Martin Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I heard of them. <laughs> and maybe, I heard of them. And maybe you'll have a lot, uh, some entertainment <laughs> while you're trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. Uh, but either way, guys, go over there. Uh, helps promote this podcast because you are a walking billboard. If you will. Uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to podbelly.com where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. Uh, check out other great podcasts such as our homeboys over at the Sofa King Podcast as well as Path of Legends. Yes, our boy Vincent over here. He has a podcast over there. And season two is coming, guys. At we, some point. Yeah. Uh, but until then, that, that's I, the, I, got, I, got no, I got no definite date. Do you guys record that at the Podbelly Studios? Uh, no, we recorded most of that like in my closet. Oh, damn. I turned my closet into a little, little sound booth. Um, this is like during COVID, too, when we did the first one. So, like, everyone was like recording in different sites and we were just cobbling everything together. Like, slow us down a little bit. But. That's still pretty good. I assume you uh, probably. Uh, you guys know how they recorded that. What's that one Nirvana song, the one that they just did for the Batman? They like. The movie The Batman, they use this so fucking oh, song. Oh, something in the yeah, way. Something. Yeah. Did you guys know Kurt Cobain recorded that like with like one microphone and just put a blanket over his head to make it sound good? Oh wow! I was like, dude, sometimes if you, there's a will, there's a way, dude. Like that's all I gotta say about sound recording. Nice. So with that said, guys, put a blanket over your head and record your own podcast. But until then, goodbye, and good night, and happy Halloween.